Hey guys, welcome to the New Not Naked podcast where we are stripping it down and bearing it all to discover new meanings behind everyday conversations in our lives. I am your host, Alyssa Brianne, and I am joined by my lovely partner sitting across from me in our living room, Jake Majowski. Hi, how's it going? I love how I introed you like a WWE wrestler. Where's the Stone Cold music? Let's go. I know. We need to do like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Anyways. So when we uh, sat down today to record this, we, at least I wanted to have a, I don't know, a fluid conversation. Because I was like, oh yeah, it'll be really good for the pod. And like, we're going to just, you know, we're just going to freely talk about stuff. And let me tell you guys, when you get in front of this microphone, your brain just absolutely goes out the window and you don't know what's going on. I've had to re-record this like 10 times already. The real reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I've gone through a very transformative, I want to say year, maybe a couple years since knowing Jake. We have been together for almost four years, which is crazy and very exciting. Um, But we've both gone through a complete 180 with... um, who we are as people and it's such a beautiful transformation and I've been meaning to share it and I haven't really known how to. Um, I am a social media content creator. I've been doing it full time for about two years now. I was actually a studio art major in college and I worked in animation for five years before I went full time in social media. It has been the craziest, most rewarding job in the entire world. And it's also (laughs) given me some mental health problems. Let's just be honest for a second. Um, And so I really wanted to start this podcast in order to talk about those things. And not that I wasn't hearing it places, but when I would talk to my friends, my family, my partner, all of these people, I wish that there had been a microphone sitting in front of me because I feel like there were so many instances where I wanted to be able to regurgitate that information and give it to people. We wrote down some of the few things that I wanted to talk about today. And my main reason that I wanted to talk about this in this episode was finding a purpose and what it has taken to get to this point. To give you guys a little bit of a backstory, I am 30 years old. Uh, My partner, Jake, is 31. We are a little bit wiser. I think, than we were in our early 20s. I have said this so many times to so many of my friends and family that turning 30 was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I am so grateful to be in this space. But it took a lot. It took a lot to get here. I just recently finished a uh, three-month-long coaching session with my coach, Vanessa McNeil, who I will be having on as a guest in uh, one of the later episodes. She has completely changed my life in the most beautiful way. There's a lot of things that I want her to share with you guys as well. Uh, So yeah, let's just get into it. Babe, I will hand it over to you. What do you think you've done in the past year to help you find your purpose? Hmm. Uh, I've took a lot of steps forward in terms of taking back ownership of 
my own path, I think is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. I, for so long, was set on a path to fulfill someone else's destiny. And in my working environment, I was constantly going above and beyond, you know, to, to, to please and, you know, do good, feel, make that person feel great, be successful. And, you know, unfortunately in the, in the process of that, I was, you know, thinking, well, maybe I'll get, you know, some change out of that and I'll change as in like spare change, you know, I'll get the leftovers, the leftover gratitude, the leftover accomplishments, pat on the back from that, you know, there'll be some of it for me at the end. It's, you know, kind of a shitty situation, but, you know, long story short, by leaving that situation as rough as um, it was, because it was ingrained in my life for 10 years. Um, you know, i worked a specific position. It was fantastic. I was um, given a lot of opportunity and I, you know, performed at the, the peak of what that probably what that job entailed and even more than that for many, many years. Unfortunately, it, uh, it it made me grow a lot in terms of what I wanted to achieve later on. It gave me perspective on where I was heading. But at the same time, I was kind of getting lost with the position I was in and the effort I was making and I wasn't really seeing any fiscal results. Um you know, whether I was still, you know, I was creatively outputting things, but at the end of the day, it doesn't, you know, that doesn't make you live and breathe day to day. Um, you know, the promise of things in the future, all that kind of stuff doesn't really work um, when they're constantly being removed from you or given to someone else, you know, when they're, you know, they're not working as hard or sacrificing what you've had to sacrifice because I've had to sacrifice a lot of stuff in my life you know being away from my family and my friends overseas it's been difficult um but on the other end of that like you said to regain control of that stepping away from that role um it's been it's funny actually because even though we're talking about finding purpose in my life, I still don't fully think I've found it, which is, you know, I, I think I know what I want to do and I know where I, I want to head. I just think that metaphorically speaking, my life right now is like a ship and in the I can see in the, in the horizon, I can see where I want to get to. It's just like my rudder's not working. And I have great people on my ship who are like my crewmates that are trying to, you know, they're trying to help steer it. And there's lots of ships around me which seem to work well and they're going straight towards it. But I tend, it's almost like I'm paddling. You know, I've got oars out and I'm paddling my ship and it's taking me twice as long to get there. And it's, you know, it's kind of veering off to the left and the right. And there's a storm that'll hit me but won't hit other people. It's very similar to many people's lives you know it's there's a there's a journey and you know for whatever reason I'm on my specific journey to get to that you know I don't like to think too negatively but positively I've been productive in terms of trying to find my purpose and and you know in the last 
12 months. I've written three, two feature films and three short films, which is, you know, again, I want to eventually direct feature films. I think that's, you know, that's what my purpose is. I've directed two music videos and produced three. And that, you know, they, they were part of, a couple of them were part of my previous job. But the good thing is I've recently done one when it was on my own. I think that, that purpose, you know, I kind of, in in stepping away from my previous role, I th- you know, you think you've you've found your new purpose. But again, you know, you kind of lose lose it as well. I think a lot of that has to do with imposter syndrome a lot. You know, when you step away and change course of what you're doing in your life in a dramatic way, then you tend to think that whatever you're doing from here on out isn't really based on anything that you can output and it could just be bullshit or luck or whatever you want to call it and that's how you did your job before and you were just thrown into it and whatever happened happened and had nothing to do with you. But I'd like to think that's not the case because every time I have to step up or or uh, achieve something I always seem to do it every single time and you know you wake up and wish it was the end of the day when you have those challenges and it's already done but you just have to wake up get through them go through them and then you'll be like there at the other end so in a roundabout way to answer your question even after all that I think that over the past 12 months I've had to really focus on what's important in my life because my life's been stripped back to basically nothing. And that's for good and for bad. You know, it's a, there's a balance there. It's obviously, it's hard, but it's the best thing for me in the long run. So, yeah, I think that it's just taking back me and who I am and where I, where I need to go from here is completely up to me and that I'm going to find that eventually. So that's probably... That's probably exactly the answer that I was searching to give. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And I think it's, to backtrack a little bit, I think that it's such a beautiful thing to realize at 30, at 31, I'm 30, Jake is 31, to realize that if you haven't found your purpose yet, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that, there is such a process of self-discovery, of realization, of learning that is, it's so vast that just because you haven't figured it out or just because you think you haven't figured it out doesn't mean that you aren't still progressing and that you're not still doing great because finding your purpose you could take till you're 80 years old who knows there are probably some people who don't even have the opportunity to find out what their purpose is and I think that just making the effort to and recognizing when you do have to make those shifts when you do see something that you don't agree with or that doesn't feel right for you on your path and you make a dramatic change like you did and you completely 180 your life, and you take the road less traveled, that's harder. That's way tougher to do than taking the easy way out. And 
I think there's so much strength in that. And there is so much, there's so much left to learn too. Finding your purpose is such a, it is such a broad thing. And I think that a lot of times that phrase can scare people. I know it scared me. I know it scared the shit out of me going back. I don't know, almost 10 years now. I graduated college in 2013. I was a studio art major. I thought that I wanted to work in the animation industry because that's what my family did. Um, And I did it for five years. And then I figured out, oh, I don't know if I'm into this anymore. This is somebody else's dream job. And then I found social media. I started running other social accounts. And then I started working in social and I wanted to become an influencer. And I think I technically started in 2015 or 2016. It is now 2022. And I feel like, I feel like I still haven't even found my purpose yet. Um, And I've gone through countless jobs countless moves, relationships, friendships to even begin to scratch the surface to figure it out. And I don't think it's something that you just learn in one experience. I think that it is such a, it's like a baklava of life. finding your purpose, all of those layers. Like there are so many experiences and things and people. I mean, you're part of my baklava, you know? Like Vanessa, my coach, is part of my baklava. I guess what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in finding your purpose or being on the journey to find your purpose? Probably there's no clear-cut way as to how you have to do it. That's probably the best way I can describe it because yeah there's you know there's no path I think you know an ode to the old days you know you have to have a, a degree or a certain specific way you need to to go about achieving a career in a certain field and that's just not you know I mean it's very specific to the entertainment industry you know but there's no real way to do that you either go to film school or acting school but then that doesn't necessarily work either so um right yeah i think it's just trusting that whatever you're doing as long as you're doing it to your you know your best of your ability will work out in the long run yeah i think to what you said like realizing that there is no clear-cut way to get there and that everybody gets there how they're supposed to get there Some people have completely different paths than other people. Some can be quote unquote easier or harder than others, but everyone's paths look different. And I think that, you know, to both of our respects, like we're in industries that don't have clear cut paths, not even close to close to a clear cut path, you know, and I mean, that is the freedom and the, 
I don't know what's the opposite of freedom in this instance, but um, the other side of it um, that you're you're figuring it out on your own. You are completely independent in finding your path. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. And it's not easy. It's fucking hard. And I don't think that a lot of us give us give ourselves enough credit for how we've figured it out, how we have forged our own paths and all of the accomplishments that we have made on our own. Because no one got us here besides us. Yes, we've had help along the way and, you know, pats on the back and friends and family, but when you really strip it down to what we've achieved, it's been us. And I think that's fucking cool. And to what you were saying earlier about imposter syndrome, I think that a lot of creatives kind of have that in them, in the back of their head all the time that, you know, nothing's good enough. I'm not good enough. The person next to me is way better than me. How come I'm not doing the things that they're doing? You know, it's, it's debilitating. And it's something that, I mean, I still struggle with it. I was in coaching for three months to work on it. I'm sure I still need therapy to work on it. You've spoken on it, you know, before. And it's, it's so hard. Um, imposter syndrome is, it's like waking up and feeling like you're no one and that, you know, all your accomplishments are nothing, that they're just not even close to good enough to get to whatever your goals are. And something that I actually realized the other day was up until three months ago when I started my coaching, I really didn't have any clear-cut goals. And I'm 30. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Look at me, like, judging my own thoughts. Um, but I realized that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I kind of had this... I don't even know, a version of autopilot, a version of autopilot, but not knowing where I'm going. It was more to, it was more to, you know, support this industry that I'm technically a slave to with my job. And it was kind of like a hamster in a hamster wheel, but like a broken one. And through my coaching sessions, we started to strip back the layers and uncover what I really wanted and what I really wanted to communicate in my life, on my page, through social media, the relationships I wanted to have with my friends, the boundaries that I wanted to have with my friends and people around me and people in my life. And 
she really was the catalyst that allowed me to become closer to finding my purpose. I still haven't found it. I still am not a hundred percent like what, like, you know, I know exactly what I want to do all the time. Absolutely not. No, I don't, I don't even know if that exists to be completely honest with you. I think that finding your purpose is something that you work on every single day. And there may be something new that you discover about it every single day. And if you have to take a detour or take a different path or backtrack, that's okay. Working on it every day is totally normal. And doing whatever you need to do in your process that allows you to become closer to whatever that purpose is, is your own thing. Whether it's, I mean, meditating is the the oldest thing in the book, but if that's part of your process, then that's part of your process. And if you know that you need to do that in order to have a clear head to work throughout the rest of your day, then that's what you need to do. If it's taking a walk, if it's having a deep conversation with your partner or a deep conversation with your friend or dancing or jumping on a trampoline in the morning, whatever the hell that it is, I think the routes that we take are up to us. And to find peace in knowing that every day is a journey to getting there. And there are going to be shifts and it's not always going to make sense. And it's probably going to be pretty rough. I mean, ever since I talked to Vanessa about what I wanted my purpose to be, I mean, (laughs) this is so minute, but, um, the, the biggest turn of events in my social media quote unquote purpose was the beginning of changing my Instagram bio, which sounds so, Again, minute. Some might say silly. I don't know. But it really kickstarted this idea in my brain because before it was, I think it was, what was it? Fashion, lifestyle, beauty. I love clothes. (laughs) Jake just went (laughs) cross-eyed. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. But... If you know me as a human being, you know that there's a lot more to me than just loving clothes, which is something I do. Uh, But the social media side of my life, I have been very guarded to let in. Even as I'm talking to you guys right now, like I still feel like I have a little bit of a wall up because I can't fully let it down just yet. I'm still very nervous, but it was this idea of changing the I love clothes to, you know, what I wanted my purpose to be. And Vanessa helped me come to a realization of it's not about the clothes that I'm wearing or what they look like. It's about how I feel in them. And it's about how I want to make other people feel 
when they wear their clothes. And that's honestly just to be a boss ass bitch. That is what I want to feel when I put on a pair of jeans, a tank top, a jacket, whatever that it is, I want to have confidence. And I want it to radiate from within. And that's what I wanted to communicate with my audience. That's why I wanted to communicate with my friends and my family. And so we changed that Instagram bio from I love clothes to guiding confidence. And it kickstarted this idea in my brain of what I wanted my purpose to be. I wanted to help people find their confidence. I wanted to help nurture other people's confidence. And hell, it's hard. Let me tell you, half the time I will go into my closet and I don't know what the hell I'm wearing. I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. I'm absolutely confused. I say that I have nothing to wear, even though all of my drawers are overfilled and piled high with endless amounts of clothing. Jake can attest to that. <laughs> Too much clothes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it really it really kickstarted this idea, and I think that when I first started doing it, I I had this idea in my head. I was like, okay we're going to do 30 days of confidence and I am going to style these insanely confident clothes and make people feel so cool wearing their clothes. And like, that was my shtick like around the new year. I did a whole post on it. And after the first two or three outfits, I saw the engagement that it got. It got good engagement. And I, my ego just started to basically hijack my outfits and what I was putting on the internet. I got so obsessed with the numbers and the, the original message that I wanted to put across of guiding confidence completely dissipated. And I felt so inadequate to be able to provide these outfits every day. I don't know what came over me. I mean, it was ego. It was a lot of ego. And it was a lot of imposter syndrome. It was like if imposter syndrome and ego had a baby, that is what I was feeling in those moments. I mean, I still haven't freaking finished the 30 days. I think I got to day eight. It, it's just to say that just because you have an aha moment and figure out your purpose doesn't mean that you can't still figure it out. And it doesn't mean that you can't still discover different parts of it. It's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know why this analogy of a fun house is coming to my brain, but it's like, there's all these doors that you can open and sometimes they'll lead to nowhere. Sometimes they'll lead to a second floor with a fun house and a circus and whatever else. But I think it's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier of, of just finding peace and knowing that it's a journey to finding whatever that purpose is. And that, yeah, it, it's okay to backtrack. It's okay to turn left, to turn right. 
to spin upside down. It It's absolutely a journey and it's not easy. It's ever evolving. And that's kind of the cool part of it. Ever since I started my, I guess you can call it self-development journey, my spiritual journey, I feel like every day I'm learning something new about myself and it's actually really cool and it's really exciting. And sometimes I think, you know, me and Jake can get pretty hard on ourselves about not being where we want to be or not be, or not doing, you know, what, what everyone else is doing and not achieving and not buying a house and not doing all these things that other people are doing. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm actually right where I'm supposed to be. And this is the path that I'm supposed to take. I just have everything in my head's negative and yours is like <laughs> uplifting. And I'm like, I can't fucking. No, but Hey, we can talk about that, babe. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with, I think. Okay. Welcome to my brain. This is how my brain thinks. I think that. It's like that movie that Vanessa told me to watch, Inside Out. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have these thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are not going to go away. Negative thoughts are not not going to exist. Like, they are part of our everyday life. And I think the more that we have discussions about them, the more that we give them space and room to breathe the easier it is to move through them because the more that we don't talk about them or the more that we, you know, hide them or push them under the rug or whatever kind of analogy that you want to call it, that's, you know, we got to talk about it. I mean, that's, hey, that's what this podcast is. That's what I wanted to do. I, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the things that, we may skip over in our everyday life things that we may not want to share with people or talk about or think that, oh, it's not good. It's not good chat. I mean, I think it also just like takes a while to get going. It does. Like sometimes you got to get out some of the, it's like podcasting is what we did earlier, snaking out a drain. Like there is some shit clogged in the beginning, you probably have some words that kind of just need to escape your brain and your mouth for a second. And then all of a sudden, once you snake the drain, then it just flows, flows right through the pipes. And right now we're flowing through the pipes. I can't believe that I just compared my podcast to snaking our drain. All right. So I want to rear up on maybe... One of our last questions for this episode, but I kind of wanted to know what is something that you're doing, could be daily or weekly, that supports your current process or stuff you find valuable? I'm struggling to answer that question, to be honest with you. That's okay. I don't know. I have days where I'm, you know, proactive and, and do things that, um, I think for me, the toughest part about doing stuff that 
is valuable to my journey is that I've been in a, a state where for quite a long time where the positives and the negatives are so far apart that when I do do the valuable things, plan, be vigilant, do certain things that'll propel me forward mentally, I think external circumstances bring me back down to square one, unfortunately. But I somehow keep going regardless of that. I don't know what it is, whether it's just, you know, pure will. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question, to be honest with you. Because right now in the way I'm living my life, I'm I'm grateful for small things, such as having a roof over my head, having a person I love, you know, and having certain people around me that do support me. But that may be a problem to just think like that. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a problem. I think that, I think that, you know, just having gratitude for anything is a step. And any step is a step. It, it doesn't matter how big or small you might think that it is or how not big enough it is, I think that it's still absolutely a step. I think the biggest thing that I've, the biggest challenge that I've had is, I've spoken to you about this a little bit, but it's hard for me to try and improve on myself when I'm, when I'm in survival mode. That's right. the biggest problem. Like I can't operate at my optimum level if I'm just, if I'm just waiting to go to sleep because I just want to go to sleep and not wake up and think about certain things, which isn't, which isn't ideal, but it's not something that I have control over, unfortunately. Because, you know, I think mental health is an issue that a lot of people, you know, it's almost used as a fucking slogan nowadays and everybody says it and, you know, you could take it with a grain of salt, but... I don't think people understand how debilitating sometimes certain things can be. But the good thing is, in my eyes, you still wake up and you still get to live out your life and your day. Yeah, I think if you just, there's some kind of small step ahead, then it's great. But if you don't do any steps in a day, it's okay. It doesn't really, it's not, it's not a, end or be all no and that's the thing like not every day is going to be monumental and we can't expect it to be as far as progress and process goes and like one of me and jake's things every morning is we try and make the bed together and if that's all that we do that day then we did something and we're grateful for it. And it's time that we spent together, even though it's only two minutes. It's something that we accomplished. And then it's also like one of those weird things, like if you guys have ever 
started a task and then all of a sudden it starts to snowball into other tasks because you've already started to do something. It's just about making that one move, that one positive action, whether it's making the bed or talking to your partner or doing, I don't know, your journaling, whatever that it is for you. I think that just one step into that direction can probably help snowball you into whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish that day. And yeah, also knowing that not every day is going to be this giant self-discovery explosion. I know, especially for me, like I can download so much information. I love watching YouTube videos. I love listening to podcasts. I love learning about learning. I love retaining information. Like there is just (laughs) this thing in my brain that loves to soak it all in, especially when it comes to self-development, especially when it comes to spiritual journeys. I love hearing about other people's journeys. Um, And then my, I guess... I don't want to say issue, but my hurdle that I kind of work through every day is taking action on it. There is so much that I learn throughout the day and there is so much that I pump into my brain that I feel like sometimes I'm just pumping information and I'm not doing anything about it. Like I can sit here all day and recite all of the freaking like spiritual text or self-development tips or procrastination tips that I learned throughout the day. But then I'm sitting on the couch wallowing in my perfectionism and literally not accomplishing a single freaking thing on my task list. And there are days like that. There are a lot of days like that. And then I have some days like today, where I was super freaking productive. I actually accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish today. And freaking yoo-hoo, you know, pat on the back. Um, and it's cool, it's cool to feel that. But then also to wake up tomorrow and realize if it's not the same that it was yesterday, it doesn't mean that I'm terrible at my job and that my life is over. Because That's what my perfectionism brain like defaults to telling me. Like, wow, you did not accomplish anything near what you accomplished yesterday. You are a failure. You get an F at life and you suck. (laughs) Like, and it is actually, that's actually one of the tips that I learned about anxiety Uh, Here I am reiterating my information to you guys. But um, when you say an intrusive thought out loud, it actually loses its power. Um, And even as I'm like saying these intrusive thoughts into the mic now and kind of hearing it reverberate back into my ears. Yeah. You're like, what? You just said you suck? Like, try telling your best friend, the same things that you tell yourself, I guarantee you will either start laughing or you, 
you will just not be able to do it because it is so ridiculous. Like the things we tell ourselves is actually wild and so hurtful. Um, Mel Robbins just did an interview with uh, Alex Cooper from Caller Daddy. Shout out Alex. Not that you listen, but I freaking love you. Um, Same goes for you, Mel Robbins. And she was talking about like how mean we are to ourselves. And she actually got super emotional on the podcast because it really is crazy the things that we tell ourselves. And I mean, I'm just thinking about the things that I told myself this week. I'm sure if we wrote them down, we would be like aboard. I don't even know if that's the right word, but we would be just flabbergasted. Maybe that's a better word about the things that we tell ourselves. And so my tip for, you know, working towards overcoming intrusive thoughts, just say it out loud or write it down. I've actually learned that writing it down, <laughs> you know, it, it's actually a really funny tip because it's like what the oldest tip in the book. Like if there's something in your brain, write it down. I think that is the oldest tip in the book. Like you have anxiety, write it down. If there's something you have to do today, hey, write it down. Have I been doing that at all in my life? Absolutely not. (laughs) I never, I never used to write anything down, ever. It just lived rent-free in my head, floating in space, in my brain, and no wonder I had crippling anxiety. Crippling. I couldn't even be around people because all I was doing was having intrusive thoughts and floating in my brain. And hey, guess what? I'm here to tell you guys on the other side, writing things down makes the biggest difference in the entire world. I know it sounds so simple. So simple, but hey, it works. Um, I actually learned this tip from a, another YouTuber. His name is Heinz. You guys might listen to his daily affirmations on Spotify. If you don't already, I highly recommend it. He is wonderful. And um, a great listen when you are feeling like you need a little bit of a pep in your step. Um, but he does this thing in the morning. I can't remember who he got it from. Um, it is not his creation, but it's he calls it morning pages. And basically, the first thing you do when you open your eyes, besides maybe drink a glass of water, is you free write. Uh, he writes three pages. Uh, I learned that I cannot just give myself the rule of three pages because I will end up writing for 30 minutes because I need to have a timer strapped to my body at all times because I get very distracted. So basically these morning pages, you wake up, you have your glass of water and you grab a pen and paper 
or you grab your iPad or computer and you just write. I gave myself a 15 minute timer because that's all really the time that I have to do it in the morning because my morning routine is about 10 steps long and I can tell you guys about it on a separate episode or Instagram or whatever. Let me know if you want to hear about it. But it has made the biggest difference. And these morning pages are judge-free zone. Whatever comes out onto the paper, you don't have to learn anything or discover anything about yourself. It is literally a brain dump. It could be about the dream that you had last night. It could be about the anxiety that you woke up with or the anxiety that you went to bed with. And to get these thoughts out onto a piece of paper is, again, the easiest tip that I can possibly give you. But the thing that has probably made the biggest difference, um, that and, I mean, meditation I know you guys don't want to hear about it, but let me tell you, it's changed my brain. Um, I have always had a really hard time with meditation because I get very distracted. I have never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but I have always suspected I may have a little bit of it. I don't really know. I've never seen a doctor. Anyways, um... So I've had always had a really hard time with meditation, um, and I it is one of those things that you have to do consecutively. I know, again, really annoying that you have to hear that, but it once you start doing it consecutively, your brain starts to crave that time. And I mean, you guys have probably heard of Headspace. It's like one of the most popular meditation apps in the app store. If you don't have it already, I highly recommend it. It does charge a monthly fee. I think it's like $8 a month or something. Um, But not only do they have meditations, they have, you know, sleep casts, which me and Jake actually listen to at night. Um, They have like meditation music. They have work music. Anyways, um your brain actually starts to crave that time. And it can be three minutes. I think their longest is 20 or 30 minutes. I've never done a 30-minute meditation. I don't know if I could do it yet, but I'm working towards it. Um, I think the longest that I've done is 20 minutes. And you would be surprised how long that you can sit through while meditating. And... And I'm sitting upright, like cross-legged, like when you were in grade school and you're sitting on the frickin', what is that? Blacktop, crisscross applesauce, meditating for 20 minutes. I know. That's why I have to set a timer for my morning pages that's only 15 minutes long because by the time I'm done meditating, that's 30 minutes out of my morning. There's a lot still to do. Um, but yeah. That's probably one of my, those, those two things have probably changed my process the most. And again, I'm not out here saying that I am the meditation 
journaling guru of the world and that my life is 100% perfect because I did these two things because that is absolutely not true at all. Um, But I notice when I don't do those things that my day is definitely different. And not that it's bad, but it's definitely a lot harder to get things done that I want to do when I don't do those things. And again, like I said, my morning routine is like 10 steps long, so I can get into that in another episode. Um, but yeah, um, I have no idea how long I've been talking. Again, I feel like I hit a random flow state and I just kept going. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really freaking appreciate it. Uh, I am still figuring out when, um, what days are going to be my podcast release days, but I am thinking about Mondays because that makes sense to my brain. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the nude, not naked podcast. I love you guys and I will see you on the next one. Bye.